there's more than enough time, more than enough ideas for you to accomplish those things you want. You're not going to miss out. FOMO can be really destructive for your health. Hello, and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Botello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's Q&A. And it's all about self-care in business. And I get questions a lot of the time about how people have various challenges with their wellness and their self-care in different areas of their life. And more than ever, people who are working from home, who are starting side businesses, who are shifting from corporate to starting their own businesses, are realizing it's different than what they're used to. So as we talk about our wellness as a whole, there is a whole different impact on us when we are also operating a business and making significant shifts. So someone actually came to me recently and asked me this question is, what are some common issues that I see with busy professionals and business owners in terms of their wellness? And as I've pondered this, I've come up with three main things that come to my attention when it comes to business owners, busy professionals, people who are climbing the corporate ladder or who are developing and growing their own business and what they face in their wellness. And of course, our wellness affects every area of our life. So when we think about it, you know, obviously what's happening with our body is going to impact our thoughts, is going to impact the connections we have with others. It's going to affect the way we create new ideas and our feelings about whether or not we're capable of bringing those forth into the world. So when we're healthy, we have more energy, more vitality to do these things. And when we're struggling with our health, not so much because our body is getting into self-preservation mode. And, you know, our mind is directly connected to that as well. So there's so many different things we could say. But like I said, I've boiled it down to three different responses, three different factors that do impact how I see people are impacted by their wealth, their wellness and their self-care in their business. So the first thing is, especially recently, the line has faded between work and personal life. Let's think about this. We actually saw this happen as soon as smartphones became a thing, right? I live not far from Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, where BlackBerry, RIM, that was that was the birthplace of the BlackBerry. And what ended up happening with so many people I knew was that at one point in time, they could be finished working, turn their computer off for the day and go on with their life, go home, go spend time with friends, go do some sports activities, 
But then as soon as Blackberries became a thing, it became kind of enticing to think, ooh, I can get so much more done in the school drop-off line, at the sidelines of my son's sports game, in between things, maybe popping in quickly through the evening. So then that really impacted the boundaries people had between work and their personal life to the point where the pendulum swung so far that a lot of people were complaining that the people who they were reporting to were astounded when they weren't answering emails in the middle of the night or at the very quick response time, because, hey, you've got this this device now that, that you can respond so quickly with. So that was the first time we noticed this way back whenever BlackBerry made its way onto the scene. And then it turned into the iPhone, which in many ways, like we love our Apple devices. I know I do. People who are on Android love the seamless ability that they have to be able to take their work with them wherever they go. There's so many benefits. However, it has added to the fading of that boundary line between work and your personal life. And some people are amazing at boundaries. Some people are just incredible at saying, I'm finished at this time. I'll be back to you within 24 to 48 hours with a a detailed response. Don't expect to hear from me before this time or after this time, because that's my family time. That's my personal time. And that is amazing. We need to be like that. However, so often, and particularly with women that I've connected with over the years, those boundaries with work can be challenging because as women, we felt like we've come to this place where we want to have that equality and we realize we have a seat at the table, so we don't want to squander that. So we don't want to say no. And people saying no, it's a very challenging thing. And so that involves a boundary. And so it's easy to just squeak in under the line and just do that one little extra thing, that one little extra task. But what that does is it starts to erode your self-care. It erodes the time you have to stop, slow down, recharge, so you can actually bring out your best work and not be exhausted. And, you know, these boundaries become murky, ever-changing, and actually non-existent between our work and our wellness. So that's the first thing, the boundaries. And it's something that people really struggle with. The second thing is, particularly when you're a business owner, you've started your business, you're passionate about it, and you just want to keep iterating this this project and growing it and reaching out to people to, to promote this message and to share the business that you're working on. You love it so much, you work all the time. And very often I've heard people say, when you own a business, very often the business owns you. So again, it comes down to boundaries, right? Even if it's something you've started. And for people who are working in a career that they absolutely love, they feel like they could just keep going and going and going with it. As a result though, and especially you know when it's connected so deeply with your purpose and your mission in the world and your identity, it's very easy to lose other pieces of yourself in the process. And so what happens then is not only are people working around the clock, even though they love it, they're finding their worth in what they're doing instead of who they're being, because it's very easy to make your work who you are. And yet you're a multifaceted human. There's so much to you. And the health of your body is connected to the health of your mind and your soul, which is also connected to something greater than yourself and other elements of who you are as a person. 
And often too, burnout can be a result of loving what you do so much that you never stop and slow down. So that's the second thing. The third thing is people in business, people working hard, whether again, they're in a a corporate career or a business that they've started, they're very focused on the linear things, timelines, dates, goals, revenue numbers, all of these are incredibly important. However, they're so focused on those things that they then put their focus on balance and productivity. And productivity is great. Efficiency is great. Wonderful. Balance, though, when we try and bring it into our life as a whole and the work-life balance and our health in balance and our family relationships in balance and all of these things, I've experienced in my life that truly achieving balance is connected to perfectionism. And it can often then lead to more frustration and overwhelm. And let's face it, balance isn't truly achievable. (laughs) We'd like to kid ourselves that it is, but truly nothing's ever perfectly in balance. And that's the beauty of life because we do thrive with little ups and downs and little nuances to what we're experiencing. And you're always going to be finding shifting things happening in your personal life, the lives of the people around you, the workplace, um, the consumer habits, and even in your health, because the seasons are constantly changing. They're never perfectly in balance. Let's take Canadian spring, for example. We're just going through it right now. We had a beautiful, in the wintertime, warm spell where we could be outside in t-shirts. And then it plunged down to negative temperatures and was frigid cold wind for a month. And then it heated up to a heat wave where you needed the air conditioning on. And then today, like just yesterday, it was very nice and then it got quite cool. And then overnight it was below zero Celsius and my heat was just on. And it's a damp rain outside right now. Tomorrow, it's going to be 25 or 22. I I don't know, but there's almost no point in even just checking. It's like, go outside and see, well, what's the weather like? That's how I'll decide what I'm going to wear. Keep the wool socks close by for Canadian Springs. And yet here we are. That's nature. It's not perfectly in balance. It's not like one season is exactly this way, and then you move into a different season and it's this way. There's no such thing. However... What we can measure for those linear thinkers who I love linear thinkers because my life would be in shambles without some kind of structure and with the people who have created the various tools and, you know, automations and things like that, that make my life run smoothly. I may not be the one to first think of how to do those things, but other people do. And I'm grateful for the linear thinkers. So really as a linear thinker, what you can start doing is instead of tracking balance, because it's really a futile thing, is you can track your energy because that's something, again, there's going to be ebbs and flows, but you're going to find out what works for you in terms of when you're more energetic to work out, what is your best sleeping pattern, how late should you be going to bed, what's the best time for you to wake up, when can you do certain tasks, And this way, by tracking your energy, you're bringing self-care into whatever business or work that you are doing. So those are the three things. Welcome to people who have joined. And yes, what are the three simple ways to support your heart health? Oh, you know what? I have a podcast that just came out. Or is it coming out? No, it just came out this week. (laughs) 
and you'll be able to go check it on the Connect with Sheila Botello podcast. And um, there's some really wonderful things in there that you can look at. And I think there's also an Instagram live that you can see here as well once we're done with this. But the three ways that I just went through that can help people balance their self-care in business, it is possible, is one, well, the three challenges actually I'll share first. The three challenges are the, the line has faded between work and personal life. And also two was when business owners and passionate uh, corporate workers love what they're doing, they can work nonstop and it, that can lead to burnout. And three is very often business owners and people with a business mindset are very focused on linear things. And so they get really fixated on balance, which I was explaining doesn't fully pan out because there really is no such thing. So instead, let's focus on energy levels. So those are the three challenges. And ultimately, I'll give you three things to counter each of these challenges that can help you to elevate your self-care and in so doing, find so much more fulfillment in your work, in your business, and also as in your relationships. Because let's face it, if one area of our life is struggling, it can impact every other area of our life as well. And our mindset is just, it's all tied up in that. We have our belief systems, our mindsets about what should work, what what isn't going to work. So in order to help you make a clear delineation between work and personal time is to set a boundary. And that can look different for different people, but it means when is your start time for work? When is your end time? And when are your breaks in between? Because there's no such thing as just working straight from nine until six. We're all stopping. We have to stop to eat. We have to have breaks to stretch our body. Our brain can't be focused on one thing for that long. It's very challenging and it creates more stress. And let's face it, it's not very creative or productive. You need little breaks throughout the day. So, but setting those boundaries, what will you do? Will you go out for a walk at lunchtime? Will you get up and have a walking meeting partway through the morning? Will you have a boundary with how you're going about certain tasks through the day? That leads into the second thing, which will help those people who love their work, love growing their business, and they feel like they could do it 24-7. The boundaries feed into that, having the time and space. And one thing I suggest is as you're looking at the things that you're doing, try and really structure in to those boundary times of rest. Structure in time for a self-care practice partway through the day. And that could be even daydreaming a bit about the vision that you have for this business you're so passionate about. And when you do that, it keeps you, it gets you kind of out of the doing and more into the feeling. And then also bringing into that, how is this project or business that you're working on going to impact your overall life and the other people in your life? So when you bring it out to that larger than you focus, it helps you to prioritize those other things in your life that are so important. Because you're stopping and saying, okay, how is my business impacting people? And then also bringing into your awareness, how effective and happy am I going to be if I am burnt out and exhausted, 
right? What could I look like if I took rest? How much more productive, how many more great creative ideas could I bring into the world if I take rest? So that's what you can do for when you love what you do so much, you never want to stop working. I think also adding to that, there's more than enough time, more than enough ideas for you to accomplish those things you want. You're not going to miss out. FOMO can be really destructive for your health, right? We can't be everywhere doing everything all the time. We need to really take space for ourselves. And the third thing for those people who are focused on the linear things, and that can lead to just seeking out balance at all costs, instead focus on your energy and really look closely at those times of day where you are really productive and those times of day where you're really not. And in those times, you can factor in, if it's in a workplace and you need to be there, factor in those things that are more relaxing, whether it's, I don't know if checking emails, relaxing, but getting into some of the nitty gritty kind of just detail things that don't take up as much brain power so that you're accomplishing something, but you're not like in constant pushing forward mode. You need to give yourself a break. So that's self-care at the office. But then as you look beyond that, looking at your energy levels is look at outside of your work hours and see where you can build in a practice that's going to fill you up and give you more energy. One thing is what we're eating. If you're eating a lot of processed foods and drinking a lot of stimulating beverages like caffeine, you know, again, have coffee, you know, that's okay. Um, I keep bumping my light here. (laughs) Um, Have coffee if you want, but like really look at it. Having it late in the day will impact you later on, right? Like in many different ways. I know some people say, oh, caffeine doesn't affect me. But if you really, if you were to take it away, you would see that it does, right? So look at doing those things that give you energy first thing in the morning. Change the way you eat to, or let's just say, include more healthy, vibrant living foods. That is where energy lies in terms of what we can put in our body. Look to supplementation as well and look to those physical practices that can fill you up. It doesn't mean you have to go for a 5k run every morning. It could mean you have a 15 minute HIIT workout, high intensity interval training, or a yoga practice or a breathing practice or meditation and prayer first thing in the morning. That fills me up so much. Even just getting outside, breathing in fresh air or going on a walk. Of course, there's tons of things. And then how is your energy at night? Typically, you want to be able to wind down in the evening so you can have a better, more quality rest. So when you look at the things you're doing in the evening, are they stimulating you too much so you're not sleeping? What is your energy like in the evening? Do you let your creative mind go off and running and then you're up till two in the morning working on projects? That used to be me. I I just, I would get all these creative ideas and I'd stay up really late and then I'd be exhausted in the morning so that my energy wasn't good for the next day and I wasn't good for anyone. And I showed up and I went through the motions and, you know, we do what we have to do. However, why do it that way? Why not do it in a way that fills you up? So those are the three ways that you can counterbalance those three challenges that business owners typically who come to me talk to me about the things that are burning them out. And it's like a a circle, you know, they're constantly on this, this pattern and it's hard to get off when it's all you've ever known, but you can make the changes. It is within your power to do so. So I'm really grateful that you've come today to listen. And, you know, first of all, I honor you for putting your time into building a business that is bringing value to the world and using your gifts 
And for wherever you're working, perhaps if you're working for someone else, the energy that you bring to that, it is so valuable. And I want for you to feel your best as you're doing it. And don't we all want to come to a place in our life later on where we can look back and say, I did those things that filled me up and I feel good today because of the things I did back then. That's the hope. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all of our, we don't know exactly what the future will hold, but we're more likely to be healthier later on if we're taking care of ourselves now. So have some foresight and look to how you want to feel down the road and do these three things that I suggested. Give them a shot. They're not the be all and end all. They're just a few things that came to mind for me that seem to work for people. So I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you next time. What stood out to you as you listened today? If you found it helpful, please share this episode and tag me at Sheila A. Botello on Instagram. It may be just the message someone needs to hear today. As always, these Q&A sessions are for educational purposes only and are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any health issues you may have, and I highly recommend that you consult with your doctor before beginning any new health protocol. I'll see you next time. Big blessings. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Connect Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.